and welcome to another episode of Write With Influence. It is chilly in these here parts, so settle down, wrap up warm, and let's get ready for some copywriting chatter. Now, despite strong protests from the Cayenne Pepper Society, variety is actually the spice of life, and that's what we're talking about today. When you're writing to your audience about the same topic or product, how can you keep things varied and interesting? Now, I looked at this first in episode 14 about how to repeat your sales message without being spammy. And in that episode, I gave you five different potential angles that you can use to tell your sales story in a slightly different way. And today, I'm going to give you a couple more. So the first thing that I want to say is that repetition isn't a bad thing. You know, people people love it if you do it correctly. A quick example. I used to live and work in Toronto many, many moons ago. Uh, absolutely loved it. And the office that I was working in was just near Bedford and Bloor, opposite the University of Toronto. So just about every working day, which was sometimes six, seven times a week, and I'd get off the subway and get a coffee from the Tim Hortons on the corner. Same coffee every single time, medium French vanilla. I was in Toronto last year and had one for old time's sake, and oh my word, those things are so sweet. That is basically a dessert that I was having to kick off my morning. I don't know how I did it. But same drink, and I loved it. And the routine was actually a really enjoyable part of the day. You know, I'd get the same service, the same drink. It was a nice little kickstart to the morning. I never got tired of it. So repetition isn't a bad thing. And there are plenty of things in our lives that we are probably happy to repeat. If I go for a run, for example, I may listen to the same playlist, three or four runs in a row. Now, I don't want to listen to the same song on repeat, but I'm happy with the same group of songs for a while. And you might have you know, similar daily habits that you do, or you might have, for example, a favorite movie that you are happy to watch two, three, four times a year. Uh, If you have a partner, for example, you're, you're probably quite fond of him or her, and you probably enjoy seeing the same traits, humor, and personality in them regularly. Because let's face it, if, you know, you don't want your partner acting like a completely different person every single day just to shake things up, you know, that, that would be unnerving. But you also don't necessarily want to listen to the same story from the same person again and again and again. You know, if you were doing one thing in exactly the same way over and over and over, that could get incredibly boring. Like I say, we need variety. Amy! Yes, boss? What the hell is going on? I'm just putting the Cumberlands together and then I'm going to make a start on the Lincolnshires. But why is so far behind production? What's that on your bench? Sausages. It looks like a giraffe. Damn it. It's supposed to be an antelope, but yeah, yeah, the neck is far too long. Is that better? Are you making animals out of my sausages? Yes, I am. All our sausages look the same. Same old shape, same consistency, everything. On the weekends, I've just started doing balloon sculpting on the side. I put two and two together and created sausage animals. You're fired. There you go. What is it? That is an antelope. Run along. Amy, what are you doing? Animal sculptures. Did you just give my son a handbag made from sausages? Look, I know it's not technically an animal, but he was rocking that handbag. I hired you to do balloons, but I got bored. I think this is my gig now. You're fired. Repetition isn't a bad thing, but we need to understand why we might have the same coffee every day, but we don't necessarily want to watch the same movie every day. And I think this is because when it comes to repetition, it fails if repeating the experience doesn't repeat the value. For example, we get washed every day. That 
definitely repeats the value as we come out squeaky clean. But let's take the coffee, for example. Do I get the same value of having that morning coffee? Do I get that little caffeine boost, you know, enjoying the aroma, whatever your morning drink might be? Yeah, I do. But if I watch the same movie every day, do I get the same value? And I don't think I do because by the third or fourth day, probably going to get a bit bored. I know what happens. It's predictable. And so I don't get that same value as that initial viewing. Um, A really good example that I think when it comes to content in terms of variation and repetition is in sketch shows or comedy characters where, you know, you get a particular trait or a, uh, a catchphrase, for example, and it's repeated again and again, but the situation may be different. So if it is a catchphrase, you know it's coming or you know the character's going to do a certain thing, but you don't know when and, and it's on the job for the writers to keep you guessing. One of the best shows that comes to mind when I think about this is The Fast Show, which was done by Paul Whitehouse and Charlie Higson. I love that show. And whether it was the jazz singer saying nice or the suit you characters suddenly getting very seedy and creepy, the writers wrote these multiple sketches with such creativity that over the five series, these characters developed a surprising amount of depth, even though we all knew that at some point the punchline was coming, the character trait was going to come out. You know, you weren't, you weren't bored by it either. You were delighted in the release of, of the delivery. Now, if you're writing regular content to an audience, I think you've got to do something similar in finding that balance between what remains consistent and what you vary and what you shake up a little bit. And I'm I'm not talking about, you know, using comedy. I read a really good quotation by a financial writer whose name I can't remember, apologies. And he said that his job was, as a financial columnist, was to really write the same 10 to 15 pieces of advice in a hundred different ways because, and this is the bit that I really liked, people don't want good advice. They want advice that sounds good. I think he's really hit the nail on the head there. And I wonder, you know, when you're thinking about the work that you do, especially if you're in the job of consulting uh, or coaching others, or even just providing information about the work that you do or the products you have, I bet there's probably some core principles that stay the same. And your challenge is to keep it fresh each time you publish something. There really are a lot of ways that you can do this. Uh, When I was delivering training about content marketing, one of the things that I would do is take in a stack of specialty magazines. Uh, I had one on VW cars, one on fishing, one on weddings. And, you know, you think about each of these was a monthly publication on a very specialist topic. And what we do is we just look through the magazines and look at the different columns, the different type of articles, And you knew that these columns were repeated every month, but would have different content within them. So there was a consistency of format, but a variety of the actual content. And it worked really well to help people think about different ways that they can shake up their content without having to completely come up with something, uh, you know, radically different each time that they wrote to their audience. Um, And I wrote a blog post on it, which I will link to in the show notes. I've always been fascinated by the idea of having a magazine and always wanted to publish one when I was younger. Um, I think I must have been about eight or nine and decided that, you know, enough hanging about, I needed to get busy and get this done and out there. So I had this plan and it was going to, I was going to publish a regular magazine about ghost stories. And so what I was going to do, I thought this was genius, I was going to interview people in my village about their encounters with the supernatural realm. I'd write them up and then leave the copies at the local post office for distribution. Um, 
I lived in a village of about 500 people, none of whom had ever seen a ghost to my knowledge. So that didn't, that didn't last long. Um, I think the next venture that I had was uh, drawing my own treasure map and following it in the hope that I would find some treasure. Like I say, kept, kept pretty busy growing up in a rural village. There are many different ways that you can shake up your copy. And I want to share with you a couple that I tend to use if I'm just looking for new angles to start off an email or, you know, an article. It's very, very simple. First of all, you think about something that you would like to write about. Now, this might be a specific lesson or a tip or a feature of your product. And then think of an associated theme. And this will make more sense when I walk through an example. Once you have that theme, what I tend to do is to then think about positive and negative associations related to that theme. It's a lot easier than it sounds. For example, let's take copywriting. Say I'm going to share tips on writing a headline. So the lesson or the specific topic would be headlines. And so then I might think, okay, well, well what would be the, what would be a theme that would, um, that could relate to headlines? And I might say, well, getting attention, standing out. Let's, take that for this example um, and then all I would do is brainstorm positive and negative associations with that theme of getting attention. Now the reason that I say positive and negative associations is that there's likely to be some emotion tied into what you think about and emotive themes can be very powerful. As humans we, we do resonate towards um, emotions unless you are a sociopath. I'm not judging. Um, and this doesn't mean it has to be over the top though. And it's also important that you choose something that people can easily relate to. You know, not, you don't want some sort of obscure example that only you has experienced ever in your life because you're looking to connect with people. So positive associations of getting attention. Well, these might be getting asked out on a date, um, being an actor or an actress, winning an award, winning an Oscar or something um, being called out for an excellent job at work, whatever you can think of in terms of the positive associations of standing out and getting attention. And then what I would do is just try and find some parallels between those examples and the lesson that I want to talk about. Now, this might just be a simple metaphor, you know, explaining your, your headline needs to be like the leading role in a play, you know, because it pulls people in, gets people's attention and it sets the tone for the rest of the piece. You know, we have certain expectations by the headline, just as we have certain expectations if we see a new film with Sylvester Stallone in or Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, or you might think about standing out, getting attention, being asked out on a date. And we might then springboard from that and say, you know, headlines help you attract the perfect people to the perfect products, like dating. And then you could explain how your headline needs to have certain key attractive information that someone would need to see before they asked your product on a date. Let's look at a different example for if we were going down the negative path. So let's take dog training, for example. You might want to explain how you use treats or the importance of using treats to reinforce good behavior. If we were thinking about a theme along the lines of good behavior, I mean, we could stop it there and just think of positive and negative associations around good behavior. Or one thing that came to mind, my mind was, it's this is along the themes of obedience. And then again, I would say, you know, what are some of the negative associations relating to obedience? And that might be 
an overly strict parent or an adult growing up. It might be some arbitrary rule that really gets you go. You know, the kind of thing where you, I don't know, maybe you're talking to a company and you're, you're trying to do something and someone says, no, can't do that. You've got to fill in this form, write it backwards, submit it on a Sunday because those are the rules and you've, you've got to abide by them. Whatever you think of, just keep those ideas popping of those negative associations that you might have to do with obedience. And from there, you could pick one and... You know, we might say, use a story to illustrate how being too strict or focusing on negative behavior is more likely to make someone rebel or close down. Maybe you use a personal example and then explain that this is why positive reinforcement in dog training or any kind of behavioral training is so important. And whether you use personal stories or just come up with common scenarios that you recognize, these are just a couple of really simple angles, positive and negative, that can help you shake things up when writing about what it is that you do. So just to recap, repetition isn't a bad thing. So don't worry if you're talking about the same core principles or key lessons again and again, as long as you are thinking about ways that you can shake that up so that, as the financial writer said, you're not only giving good advice, you're giving advice that sounds good. That's all for this week. There will be another episode along shortly. And don't forget that when you do shake things up, don't shake them up too much. Repetition and consistency are still very important. Surprise! I thought you'd forgotten my birthday. I've planned an extravaganza for you. The car will be here shortly. Buckle up for a long and loud night. Oh, I'm joking. I'm taking you to the same Italian restaurant that you go to every year. Oh, phew, you had me worried then. Here we are. I am so excited. This place has the best carbonara. I hope it hasn't changed that much in a year. Oh, it's a bit busier than normal. Never used to be this popular. Oh, look, look, there's the owner, Rosa. Happy birthday. Busy tonight? Don't worry. I have a lovely table in the back for you. Oh, thank you. And if I remember, mackerel pate to start, carbonara, and then tiramisu. I'm a creature of habit, I know. Here you go. Wow. <coughs> oh, that, that... That tastes different, Rosa. I know you like the same thing every year, but I thought I shake it up a bit. It's really hot. It's really hot. Spicy pepper. Here's your carbonara. Oh, I love this carbonara. The cream is a little cold and the, the ham looks different this time. Have you changed it? I made it with jelly and ice cream. You weren't expecting that, were you? No, no, I wasn't. Ready for your tiramisu? Um... I put in so dust. Actually, no, it's okay. I, th I think we should be going. Bye! Every year she wants it exactly the same and every year she leave a lousy tip. She won't be back.